بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونظيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders We are on the 7th of the khutab relating to the leadership style of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when you think of one when you think about anybody one quality stands out by which you recognize that person that is their signature their face which the world sees that is their legacy think for example of your parents what stands out about your father about your mother what do you think your children will recall when they think of you that is our real legacy the memories we give them the most outstanding quality of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam may peace and blessings be upon him rasulullah was his truthfulness leading to trustworthiness this was so evident that it was his title even before he started preaching islam and that is how he was given the title as-sadiqul amin the truthful and the trustworthy the interesting thing is that when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam started preaching islam and his people turned against him they did their best to character assassinate him and called him many derogatory names i don't want to use those words here but they never accused him of not speaking the truth let's reflect on this and ask ourselves what our signature is rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make this dua when he awoke for tahajjud allahumma lakal hamdu anta qayyimus samawati wal ardi wa man fihin ولكل حمد لك لك ملك السماوات والارض ومن فيهن ولكل حمد انت نور السماوات والارض ولكل حمد انت الحق ووعدك الحق ولقاؤك حق وقولك حق والجنه حق والنار حق والنبيون حق ومحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حق والساعه حق 
اللهم لك اسلمت وبك امنت وعليك توكلت واليك انبت وبك خاصمت واليك حاكمت فاغفر لي ما قدمت وما اخرت وما صررت وما اعلنت انت المقدم وانت المؤخر لا اله الا انت او الله all praises are for you you are the holder of the heavens and the earth and whatever is in them all praises are for you you have the possession of the heavens and the earth and whatever is in them all praises are for you you are the light of the heavens and the earth and all praises are for you you are the king of the heavens and the earth and all praises are for you you are the truth and your promise is the truth and to meet you is true your word is the truth and jannah is true and the fire is true and all the prophets peace be upon all of them are true and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sahbi wasallam is true and the day of resurrection is true oh allah i surrender my will to you i believe in you and depend on you and repent to you and with your help i argue with my opponents and i take you as a judge to judge between us please forgive my previous and future sins and whatever i concealed or revealed and you are the one who raise some people to stations of honor and who lower others and humiliate them and this of course depends on what people do there is none to be worshiped but you and this is in bukhari i remind myself and you that it is truth all the way this is islam islam is the truth all the way Anas bin Malik radiyallahu anhu reported that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them shall i not tell you about the best of your men and we said of course ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the prophet is in jannah the truthful are in jannah the martyrs are in jannah the child who dies is in jannah the and a man who visits his brother in a far away land only visiting him for the sake of allah is in jannah and this is in mu'jam al-kabir yeah, may allah give us the tawfiq to visit each other i know covid has caused problems but wear masks but go and visit people mu'adh ibn jabal radhiyallahu anhu reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said i guarantee a house on the outskirts of jannah for one who gives up arguing even if he is right and a house in the middle of jannah for the one who gives up lying even as a joke and a house in the highest part of jannah for the one who makes his character excellent and this is also in mu'jam al-kabir may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me the tawfiq to practice what i repeat and not make this a hujjat against me muawiya bin abi sufyan radhiyallahu anhu reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you must be truthful verily it leads to righteousness and they are both in jannah beware of dishonesty for it leads to wickedness and they are both in the hellfire and this is also in mu'jam al-kabir abu huraira radhiyallahu anhu reported rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said 
it is enough falsehood for someone to speak of everything he hears and this is a sahih hadith in muslim i repeat that abu huraira radhiyallahu anhu said rasulullah he reported that rasulullah sallallahu said it is enough falsehood for someone to speak of everything he hears sahih hadith in muslim sharif so much for whatsapp forwards Simply saying as received doesn't absolve us of the responsibility of passing on everything which Rasulullah said is equal to lying. Social media is a trap in many ways. Before forwarding anything, we must do three things. Ask ourselves, what do I want to achieve by forwarding this? What's the purpose? Second one is, is what I want to forward accurate? If we don't know, then we must research and verify before forwarding. Now obviously all this takes a lot of time. So last question to ask is, is this the best use of my time? Because we will be questioned about how we used our time. Is this the best use of forwarding things and researching things and what not, what not? Much easier to kill it where it comes from. Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to be truthful and to be truthful people. The power of company. Rasulullah said a man is on the deen of his friends. A person is on the whatever they are following of his friends. The first thing the Sahaba did when they accepted Islam was to be in the company of Rasulullah I remind you and myself, my brothers and sisters, that it is Suhba which made them Sahaba. They did not become Sahaba by reading books. It was the company of Rasulullah which made them Sahaba. And gave them the, sta- the status they had. They learned Islam. They learned akhlaq. They changed their lives. And they changed the lives of others. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to be with truthful people. Because it is contagious. Allah said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Tawbah, O you who believe, have the taqwa of Allah, be concerned about the approval and disapproval of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be with truthful people. This is a hukum. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, anything which begins with that is a hukum. Allah is saying, be with truthful people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised those who were truthful to the covenant with Him. And He said, مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا أَحَدُ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرْ وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Ahzab, Among the believers are men who've been true to their covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who fought to defend Islam in the battle of Khandaq and in the battle of Ahzab. Of them, some have fulfilled their obligation, meaning they were martyred, and some of them are still waiting, but they have not changed in the least their covenant with Allah. And who's the witness of this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And finally, the ayat which we hear in every khutbah which we heard today as well, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadeedah yuslih lakum amalakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wa man yuti'illaha wa rasulahu faqad faza fawzan azimah. Allah said, O oh, who believe, have taqwa of Allah. Be concerned about what Allah feels and thinks. We don't use these terms in a, in a human context, but in the context of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have concern for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear his displeasure and always speak the truth no matter what. He will direct you when you do that, what will happen? He will direct you to do righteous deeds 
and will forgive your sins and whosoever obeys Allah and his messenger وسلم, only such a person has achieved final and great success my brothers and sisters our truthfulness defines us it differentiates us it is our brand it is our signature it builds our reputation and is our biggest asset the opposite is equally true the choice is ours aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa li sa'iril muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafi l-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathiran kathira Faqala ta'ala Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi muhammad كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ما بردن سيسترز ماي فيفرت ستوري أبوت تروثفولنس فروم ذا هيستوريز أوف ذا صحابة إز ذات أوف سيدنا سحيب الروبي رضي الله عنه وين هي أكسبتد الإسلام وين هي أكس هي واز أسليف أوف ون أوف ذا مكان نوبيلتي And he also was his business partner. When he was bought as a slave, he said to him, I have capability of doing business. So instead of making me dig holes in the ground, give me some capital, we do business, you are my partner, I make money for you. And the man said, sure. So he was his business partner. Now, when Suhaib al-Rumi became Muslim, uh, the man knew, his owner knew that he would want to go to Medina. So to prevent him, he put guards on him. And he, so that he wouldn't go to Medina to be with, with Rasulullah Now Suhaib al-Rumi however one night gave them the slip and he escaped. But very quickly the alarm was raised and a posse got after him. So there is Suhaib al-Rumi ahead and the posse behind him. And they have to travel 450 kilo, <laughs> kilometers. Makkah to Medina is not simple. So after some time, after a few hours, Suhaib al-Rumi realized that they are going to catch up with him. So there was a hillock and he climbed the hillock and he hid himself on the rocks on the top of the hillock. The posse surrounded the hillock and they started closing the circle. So when they came within earshot, Suhaib al-Rumi he called out to them and he said to them, look, I have in my quiver an arrow with every one of yours name on it. And if you come closer, then the arrow with your name will find you. So they stopped. But now there's a stalemate. Because he's got nowhere to go. And they have the benefit of numbers because they can take rest, but he has to be alert all the time. So after a while, Suhaib Rumi realized that this is not going to be solved like this. He was a smart man, so he called out to them. He said, look, you have nothing against me. I have not done any harm to any of you. You have nothing against me. You are after my money. Because when he escaped from, from Makkah, he couldn't take his money with him. He couldn't take his gold with him. So he cashed it somewhere. He said, you are after my money. I will tell you where the money is. You go take the money, let me go. Right? They said, okay. 
So he told them where the money was. They left him. And he went to Madina. Now, when he reached Madina and met Rasulullah Rasulullah said to him, Ya Suhaib, what a bargain you made. What a bargain. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel to tell Rasulullah what his sahabi had done. So he said, what a bargain you made. Now I want you to listen carefully. Hold on to the words. Stop for a minute. Ask two questions. First question. What bargain? What's the bargain? Easy word to use, right? What's the bargain? The man lost everything that he possessed except the shirt on his back. And the Prophet ﷺ is not saying, what a sacrifice you made for the sake of deen. Every little $10 you think, I am sacrificing for the sake of Allah. Five minutes you sit in the majid, oh I am sacrificing for the sake. Here is a man who lost everything he had completely. And the Prophet ﷺ is not saying, MashaAllah, what a sacrifice you made. He said, what a bargain you made. What a bar- What's a bargain? What do you call a bargain? A bargain is something where you spend something, but what you get in return is far in excess of what you should justifiably have got, right? That's a bargain. Something in our mind has to change. Let's learn from Rasulullah the real perspective of worldly wealth and what it brings in exchange. The company of Rasulullah and Jannah, inshallah. I ask Allah that for all of us here, inshallah. My question is, do we truly value that? I know we say that. But do we really value that? What's the evidence? Because that bargain is available to each and every single one of us. And believe me, we don't need to give up all our worldly wealth for for that. Just make sure that that wealth is compatible with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. Keep your wealth. Keep earning. Keep your businesses. Keep everything. But make sure that there is nothing in that which angers Allah. That there is nothing in that which is prohibited. That there is nothing in that which goes against the tenets of Islam. That's it. The Sahaba gave up everything. We are not asked to give up anything. Just make it compatible. Question is, are we ready? For, are we ready to do that? Second question, even more interesting. Put yourself in the place of Sahib Rumi Here is a man who is sitting there. He's helpless. They know he's helpless. They know he can't go anywhere. He tells them, "I will tell you where my money is. Go take the money and let me go." And they do it. Isn't it strange? Isn't that very strange? If you were the leader of that posse. What would you do? You know what I would do? I would say, uh-huh. So you would tell me and I go and then you escape? No, 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 no. So you stay there. I will send one of my guys to go check it out. And then when the man comes back and tells me, yes, the thing is there, then maybe I say, you can go. Yes, I mean, that would be the logical thing to do, right? Why didn't they do that? They were not stupid. They were not stupid. Why did they do that? They did that for one reason. Because they knew the man. 
they knew the man and they knew that muslims do not lie that's it that is it muslims don't lie even if his life is at stake he would not tell a lie they knew that about suhaib ar-rumi so they said there's no point in wasting time he's told us let's go why should we sit here somebody goes to makka come back all there no need we believe it because muslims don't lie that is the power of truthfulness my brothers and sisters the bottom line is very simple do we believe in the akhirah do we believe in the hereafter do we believe that and do we believe that it applies to us it may sound like a dumb question because all of you are muslims and this is our iman but believe me it isn't because knowing something and believing that it applies to us are two different things our actions are the evidence if we believe that something applies to us we work for it and we are concerned about it if there's a claim of belief but no action to support that claim then that claim is probably false remember we use i mean in in my corporate consulting work we use the same principle for the recruitment especially of senior managers i've written a book called hiring winners and we call it behavioral interviewing it consists of simply asking the incumbent the person we are interviewing to illustrate from his or her life an incident or incidents to show where he or she practiced qualities that they claim to have so for example if somebody says i'm a very good planner i'm a good leader the interviewer will say thank you please tell me about a time that you planned something and you led a team and what happened and we listen to that evidence in support of the claim because actions speak louder than words because people listen with their eyes not with their ears people listen with their eyes they don't care what you say until they see what you do abdullah bin masud radhiyallahu anhu reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you must be truthful verily truthfulness leads to righteousness and righteousness leads to jannah a man continues to be truthful and encourages honesty until he is recorded with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as truthful and he said beware of falsehood verily falsehood leads to wickedness and wickedness leads to the hellfire a man continues to tell lies and encourages falsehood until he is recorded with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a liar this is a sahih hadith in muslim and bukhari and it is muttafaqun alay agreed upon in conclusion i remind myself and you that is the choice that we must make a choice which is the difference between jannah and jahannam i remind myself and you that reality does not depend on belief belief cannot change reality that is why it is essential to have the right belief so that we can be prepared for the reality when it hits today some of us believe that covid is real others believe that it's a conspiracy theory many discovered reality too late as they say dead men tell no lies those who believe that covid is real take precautions vaccines mass distancing washing hands those who believe it's a conspiracy theory discover reality our actions not our claims are the indicators of the sincerity of our beliefs we need to ask ourselves three questions 
Do I believe that the Akhirah is real? Number two. Which of my choices and actions are evidence that this belief is real? And number three. What am I doing to prepare for my Akhirah? As I am talking to you here, just this morning I got news. And I request you for your dua. That one of my very, very dear friends and elders, Mrs. Ali Al-Latif in Hyderabad, at the age of 86, she passed away last night in her sleep. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant her Jannatul Firdaus without hisab. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive her sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give sabr to her family. These are reminders. The news of the death of every single person that we hear is a reminder to me about the time when one day I will be dead. And that day will come to me. And that day will come to you. And on that day, it will not matter what I owned, what my position was, how beautiful or ugly I looked, what my clothes were like, what my car was like, what my plane was like, what my yacht was like, what my nothing was like. The only thing which will matter is what I believed and if I acted on that belief. What I sent ahead of me, which are my deeds. Nothing, nothing, nothing else will matter. The sign of intelligence and wisdom is that when we know about something and we claim to believe in it, that we then practice it and we, and we prepare for it. And we do what it takes to ensure that we do not make a mistake despite knowing what was the right thing. If this life is not simply an open book exam, this life is, a book, is an exam where the question paper has been given to us Years in advance. How many years? The rest of our life. And we have been told what are the right answers. Despite that, if we muck it up, then believe me, we have only ourselves to blame. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you in ways that you cannot imagine. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from every evil that you know and that you don't know. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you always in his special care, with his, in his mercy. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalaluhu to keep your families protected, to keep your, your, your society in which you live protected. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you a means of khair and barakah and mercy and blessing for everybody that you come into contact with. ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر لنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين يا هي يا خيوم برحمتك نستغيث أسلح لجاني كله لا إله إلا أنت آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي جعزكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا السلام